fact and news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. Tom Lamprecht, Benny Hardy, and you for the ride home. Mark Morgan joined the Heritage Foundation as a visiting fellow in February of 2021 after serving as acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection in the Trump administration. Mark has over 30 years of law enforcement experience. He is a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation and works on border, immigration, and public safety policies, as well as issues related to China and asylum asylum issues. Uh, he oversaw the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, managed a budget of for over $13 billion, 60,000 employees. Is that right? <laughs> Mark Morgan is with us right now. Mark, welcome in. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, you know, sometimes when I hear that, thanks, Tom, I, I, uh, I forget just how big the Customs and Border Protection uh, is. Actually, it's a little over 62,000. It's actually the largest law enforcement, federal law enforcement agency in the United States. Wow. Mm. You know, there is uh, just, I mean, it's overwhelming and maddening as every night on the news we see stories related to the immigration debacle. And a year ago, Joe Biden, and the irony is Joe Biden says, oh, this is what was handed to us. No, what was handed to the Biden administration was a wall that was going up very quickly and a policy that was working and uh, keeping our borders for the first time in a long time more secure than they've ever been. And now they're just a open sieve more so than they've ever been. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you heard today, President Biden said that his administration is committed to improving the border crisis by, quote, trying to figure out why migrants are leaving their home countries to come to the United States in the first place. Uh, you know, and I, we're, Benny and I were talking earlier. Frankly, the American people don't care what the reason is. We care about our borders. Yeah, Tom, look, first of all, everything you just said, I I tell you what, I I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's be very clear. The facts are that this administration inherited the most secure border in our lifetime. And you're spot on when you when you discuss one of the many outright blatant lies being told by this administration, American people, that they inherited the dismantled, uh, dismantled system, when we know that's absolutely a lie. We had the Remain in Mexico program that was one of the most effective policies to, to regain integrity in our system and close significant loopholes that ended it. The asylum cooperative agreements with the Northern Triangle countries that ended foreign shopping and had them really get skin in the game, they ended it. The wall system, we built 465 miles, and everywhere we put that, along with technology and personnel, every single measure of success increased, they stopped building that. I could go on and on and on. And now they've been talking about root causes. Well, let's talk about one of the root causes. Your open border policies to tell people from the entire world, now's the time to come. We're going to let you in. And the last time I checked, the United States is the greatest country in the face of the planet. That's never going to change. So again, they're just, they're absolutely lying to American people every single day while they're jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's public health, national security, and safety. Well, and quite frankly, all you've got to do is go back and look at some of the videos that Fox News and other organizations have taken on the border interviewing these people, and they're saying, well, we're here because Joe Biden said, come on in. That's right. That's right. Tom, and, and, and look, uh, when they do interviews, here's another thing we know. There's two very important other things we know, that the overwhelming majority of them come for economic reasons. They're economic migrants, or they're trying to reunite with family. While we can appreciate that and we can understand what one wanting to, to improve their life, guess what? None of those are actually legitimate asylum claims. 
and this administration knows it. But yet they're still incentivizing and encouraging. Look, we saw the, the recent videos just recently. Now we have confirmation. I've known all along. We have concrete uh, confirmation now that they're releasing single adults in the United States. It's not just unaccompanied minors. So now what they're telling the entire world, come to our borders. Yep. It doesn't matter. Unaccompanied minor, family, or single adult, within a couple hours, we're going to process you and release you into the interior United States. And oh, but then by the way, once you remain here illegally, Secretary Mayorkas has said ICE. You can't remove them. Yeah. That's where we're at. Well, I mean, we're in an alternate universe, Tom. Yeah. We're talking to Mark Morgan, who was the uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, Commissioner under Donald Trump. Uh, hey, Mark, this is Benny. Um, you were also chief of the uh, U.S. Border Patrol under Barack Obama just before you were with Donald Trump. What What do you see? Because I'm sure you saw kind of the differences in the agency then under Donald Trump and th- now. What explain what differences you see just even from the Barack Obama administration between now and Joe Biden's administration? I mean, even to me, it seems like Barack Obama's administration was not this um, laissez-faire. Yeah, laissez-faire on the border. I mean, what 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 do you think is the big change? Yeah, Benny, you're absolutely right. So uh, I, look, although I, I served under the Obama and Biden administration, uh, I didn't I didn't agree with the majority of the policies. But you're absolutely 100% correct. The, those policies that, that, that I thought uh, were ineffective pale in comparison to what we're seeing now. The restrictions on ICE weren't nearly as bad as they are right now. We were still removing people. We sure as a heck were not releasing single adults, I can tell you that. And, 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 and so when, when, when we worked for President Trump, we, we, we fixed all of that. We turned it around 180 degrees. And, and as Biden took over, look, I knew it was going to be bad, but I have to be honest with you, I, I underestimated just how bad and how fast they would open our borders. And, and it is the, – the, the borders right now, it's a wild, wild west right now. I mean it is complete lawlessness on our southwest border. And you know, look, it's, it's not just – that it's lawlessness. It's not just that they're not enforcing the law, but but you know, they're lying to the American people about it every single day. Yeah. Let, let, let's get into the legality of this. If I and I'm pulling from memory here, Mark, but did Congress not approve the building of the wall? Yes. So that's a great point. And you look, a lot of people aren't talking about that. They missed that. So I really appreciate you talking about that. That's right. So I, I want to ask, where's the comptroller? Right. Where's Congress? I mean, when you pass a, a, a budget, that's a law. One point three seven five billion was appropriated by Congress. And this administration came in and said, stop. They actually directed CBP to stop utilizing the money that Congress had passed in an appropriations law. To me, that's unconstitutional. Right. But you haven't heard a single uh, 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 issue with that. Where, where's the IG? Where's the comptroller? You know, doing an investigation, saying this is unconstitutional, this is unlawful. Where are the, the Republicans? Right. I, I, I've heard very little on this issue, only from a handful of congressional members. Hey, Mark, um, I know in your time at the FBI, you've been involved in all, all sorts of organized crime task force and from everything from MS-13 and Eurasian task force and that type of thing. And today here in North Carolina, uh, our North Carolina Department of uh, Health uh, issued a stat that in 2021, we had a 26% increase in overdoses just in North Carolina. And I know from personal experience, just seeing what we see around here, that, that fentanyl is a big part of it. How, what, how big is the problem at the border with, with fentanyl coming over the border in the United States? 
So this is one of the most important questions. So if you're listeners right now, just just take a second, please, and listen to this question, because here's one of the false narratives and lies being told by the administration. They want the American people to believe that somehow uh, the, the, the lawlessness and the wild, wild west on the southwest border it only impacts border states and communities. It's a lie. It's why we say every town, city, and state is a border town, city, and state. Look, when you open your border up to one crisis or one threat, you open your borders up to the vast, complex set of threats that we face from outside our borders. In this case, they've opened it up to illegal immigration. So in the first 12 months, 2 million apprehension. That takes valuable limited resources, border patrol resources, off the front line, off the national security mission, leaving large areas of border wide open, unmonitored, unsecured. And what happens? Gang members are pouring in, criminal aliens are pouring in, and drugs are pouring in. And the drugs and the criminals and the gang members do not stay along the southwest border. They make their way to every town, city, and state, including your state. I guarantee you this, gentlemen, the the fentanyl overdoses that you're experiencing right now, that fentanyl came to the southwest border. That's why we say this is a border security issue. It's a national security and it's a public uh, safety issue. Let me get back to the the legal issue because I mean all this dovetails together the fentanyl the uh, the the wall uh, you you referenced the videos that came out last week that were actually from yep. I guess late last summer and earlier in the fall where we have illegals being flown all over the United States and and again it, from what I understand that is illegal that that they shouldn't they they well it's illegal they can't be doing that but yet they are. Uh, the American people are totally frustrated. Uh, they're frustrated with their own representation that they're not doing more. Why are we at the standstill? Is there anybody that is taking the lead on this and saying, we're going to we're going to fast track this as quick as we can to the Supreme Court and get them to you know, reinstate the building of the wall, for example? Yeah. So, so, again, spot on. This is a very, very important element. Look, so, so look, we all talk 2022, you know, it's very important. Yeah, I, I get it. It is. 20, don't get me wrong. I, I, yes, 2022, getting people in Congress that actually understand the importance of border security and actually enforcing our law and our nation's sovereignty. Yes, full stop. However, we can't wait till then, and that's not the end all to be on. Right now, we need states to continue to step up, like the, the attorney general of, of Texas, right. the attorney, uh, I mean, the Paxton. governor of Texas. Look, Right, right, exactly. So Paxton and Governor Abbott together have done more than any other state in this union to try to fill the gap in the lawlessness that's been created by this administration. You have other governors out there, uh, like Governor DeSantis. You have an AG from Missouri that's joined in on a couple lawsuits. But the vast majority, they they haven't got skin in the states to step up and do more. And and the last thing I'll say, as great as, as Governor Abbott and Paxton have done, it, it's still not enough because you, it's, the flow is still coming. Our border is still unsecure. So, look, what, that's why we're pushing a constitutional issue. Article 1, Section 10, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. It talks about the president's duty and obligation to protect our borders. And when they fail to do so, the Guarantee Clause gives, I believe, the states the right to step up and do what the government is not doing and start removing illegal aliens from the country. Until we start, and it, look, as long as we don't remove illegal aliens, they're going to keep coming. Our border is still going to be in a crisis. What would you suggest the involvement be for an interior state like North Carolina to get involved in the fight? 
Yeah, so a couple of things. One is there, there's, a, there's an active lawsuit right now where there's going to be a couple of AGs joining, and you talked about those flights at night. And, right. you know, we call them secret flights but, uh, for, for a reason. But, this, this you know, they're, they're done at 2 in the morning, uh, no cameras. They're not coordinated with any state, right? No, no state governor AG knows when these flights are coming or who the flights but this, this administration still says, oh, 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 what's wrong with that? I don't understand. So one thing that they can do is mandate that at a minimum to be fully transparent that before they push someone, an illegal alien, into their state, that there should be coordination with that state with respect to what they're doing. The other thing that I would say that we need to push is that make them enforce the law. Look, the drugs are pouring into every state. Criminal and gang members are pouring into every state. Every governor should be stepping up and saying, no, this enough is enough. The government must secure the border, and if you're not, we're going to take action, regardless of whether you're a border state or an interior state. You know, it's said over and over again that the Democrats are allowing this massive influx of illegal immigrants, most of whom— people think are Hispanics, although more and more we hear there's from nations all around the world. In fact, last week they're saying how many were from Ukraine, for that matter. But uh, assuming their rationale for allowing this is they assume that these people are going to vote Democrat. Now, you've been involved in this in a long, long time. Is is that uh, a legitimate thought for the Democrats to think? I I mean, I I know it's immoral for them to do what they're doing based on that, but what, I mean, it appears to me from the Hispanic families I know that have come into the United States and now residing here, they're actually fairly conservative when it comes to a lot of these issues. I'm not sure they would vote for the Democrats. So a couple of things. First, look, let me put on what you, you talk about, where these folks are coming from. Again, it's not Mexico, the Northern Triangle country only issue. Border Patrol in the last 12 months apprehended illegal aliens from 150 countries. Wow. I just saw a news, uh, uh, I just saw a news uh, a report just before I got on here where there was a reporter down on the border talking through the fence, and he was asking where they were coming from. He's talking to somebody standing there that came from Ukraine, and literally standing right next to that illegal alien was somebody who came from Russia. So, yeah, wow. so they're, they're coming from all over the world. That's why this is also a national security issue. But, look, I've been doing this for 35 years. I served under six administrations, Republican, Democrat. I do believe they see at least believe a perceived political benefit from their open border policies. Look, remember, illegal aliens are counted in the census. So they're playing a long game, and they think they're going to get a bump up in house seats. And I think if they continue at this pace, they're right on. It's an effective strategy. Now, I do believe they also feel every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to uh, equate to a Democratic vote. I I think there's some legitimacy to that perception as well. There's a lot of advocates right now that are pushing that. They're going to feel like they own the Democrat uh, something if they actually provide them amnesty. So um, that's their strategy. They're doing this intentionally. We're up against the clock here, Mark, but overall, what should our our average listener out there, how should they respond? I mean, obviously they're frustrated, but what can they do uh, in this fight? Two two, two things. One, vote in 2022 and vote for the right people to secure our borders. One, but you can't wait for them. The other thing is they've got to get involved at at their local state level. Talk to your state legislator. Talk to your AG. Uh, and talk to your uh, uh, governor, demand that they step up to protect their state, that this government is. And if you think that the border does not impact your state, you're just flat out wrong. The next time you hear about an overdose of drugs, I guarantee you that drug came from the southwest border. 
Mark Morgan, thank you so much, sir. Unfortunately, we've got Governor Cooper, who's right there with Joe Biden, and we got Josh Stein, who's our AG. But we do have a, got a lot of good represent, representatives in our uh, state house, so uh, we will do that. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I felt like we've just touched the tip of the iceberg, so let's have you back. You bet, gentlemen, anytime. Thank you. All right. Thanks, thanks Mark. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. 